are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. It was originally inspired by the meaning and work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work that I do at Insignium, an international management consulting firm. I'll get to the program in just a moment, but first let me thank my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. Jobbing.com is the leading locally focused job board in the nation and are dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard and giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Last week, we were on the air with Frank Guimarães, an information technology executive originally from Brazil who's led manufacturing companies in Brazil and information technology enterprises in the United States. We talked about his experience from both sides of the equator on culture and leadership and how today's executive often has accumulated an international set of experiences like his in order to do business in today's global marketplace. For this week's conversation with me is young Dalton Kraft, age 13, who is an eighth grader at Erickson Middle School in Allen, Texas, where he is also the school mascot. He has already identified his chosen career path to become an actor and has spent the last two years working on it, having starred in two independent films, Elsewhere Texas and Closer Than a Brother. He joins us today from my studio office right here next to me in Dallas. Dalton, it's great to have you with me. Welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you. Isn't this great gobs of fun? Yes. <laughs> we'll see you, right? Um, well, this is the first time that I have done a, a, a Facebook live stream. You're my first guest to do that with, so thanks for being my guinea pig. <laughs> he said, I'll get in with you later. Um, all right, let me tell you how I found this young man. Before we get into the questions, I have so many things I want to share with him, share about him with you. But the way I found him was I was doing a, a leadership development retreat for a nonprofit client here in Dallas. And unbeknownst to me, Dalton was joining or sitting in that day to shadow the CEO that day. And he showed up in the workshop and I'm like, who's the new kid? Who's the new who's the new employee? And was introduced to him as being the young student who's shadowing the CEO. And I was so intrigued and enthralled with how articulate you were, how you chimed into the conversation, a very adult conversation about leadership and personality and how do, how do we know ourselves and self-awareness and bringing that into how we lead and connect. And you were mature and interesting and funny. And then you told me that you are in the process of pursuing this acting career of yours. And I thought, hey... Boy, there are a lot of adults that I know who have figured out they want to be, and they're like my age, in their 50s and 60s, and they don't know yet. And the fact that you're 13 and well on your way, I thought maybe you'd have a couple things to share with my audience. I don't know. We'll see, right? <laughs> we'll see. Okay, well, let's kick this thing off. Um, I, want to sh- I want you to introduce yourself to the, to the audience a little bit from the vantage point that most people normally would start for a person your age, and that's school. So, what's your favorite subjects? Anything you like to do for extracurricular activities? Um, my favorite subject is probably English, um, because it's just fun, and my teachers got me to like it. And then mascot is 
my speak really, up a little bit, would you, young man? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, mascotting is really my extracurricular, other than like acting. But. Okay, so English makes sense for her guy who talks. Okay, got that. Speak up a little bit so we can make sure okay. we can hear you. Um, but let, let's hear about this mascotting. What does mascotting entail, and who is your? What is your mascot for your school? So my mascot is a husky. His name is Blizzard. And then we also have a girl mascot named Blizzette. <laughs> I love um, it. And it's really just getting in a costume and having fun. Granted, you have to know, like, where everything is so you don't fall. You have to know, like, how to walk and, like, in big, like, clown shoes and stuff. But it's really easy if you get the hang of it. So do you ham it up, or what do you do? Do you come up and t- talk to people and interact um, to unsuspecting people? You or? can't really talk to people. Like, you can, like, do hand gestures. Like, you can mess around with people, but you can't speak because it'll give your give your identity away, even though everybody already knows who we are because of Snapchat. You're well-publicized. Yes. You're a well-known celebrity, even inside Blizzard. I guess. I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So one thing that I was interested in about your background, because this first segment I wanted to learn about you. I want our listeners to know who you are as a young human being first before we get into your acting career. So one of the things that your mom told me that I thought was interesting, and I'm intrigued because I know a lot of adults um, that also work from an ADHD vantage point. So she told me that you participate in equine therapy to alleviate your ADHD and your anxiety symptoms. So first, help us understand what it's like. What's it like for you to experience ADHD and anxiety symptoms first? What's that like? So it's really just like your mind doesn't shut down. You can't sleep. You get stressed about like the littlest things. Like one little like question on homework can like make you go crazy. So what's crazy? Give me what does um, crazy look just like? Just like just stress, like really stress, like can't get control over like how to do it. Doesn't like you're so stressed you don't want to just sit down and figure it out. So you just give up then? Yeah. Okay. It's kinda like that, but then like you get then my mom just helps me like calm down and then help me get through it and then it's easy. Your mom's a rock star. I think you should keep her. Yeah, I okay. do too. She's sitting here in the room with us. She's kind of giggling. Okay, well, help us understand. So what's it like when you when you actually use equine therapy? So you're on a horse, obviously. I love horses, by the way. I grew up with one on my farm. Lucky. Um, I was very lucky. I feel very grateful. His name was Sugarfoot. He was one of my very best friends. Um, what's it like for you, though, to participate with any equine therapy? Um, it's just really fun. And I don't know hardly how to explain it. It's just really fun to do. Does it relax you? It relaxes me, but sometimes it even frustrates me a little more because, like, if you don't, if you're not having a good day and, like, you're frustrated and all, everything, the horse isn't going to do what you want it to. Oh, yeah. So it's just going to stand there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then it's not doing what you want to do, and then you get frustrated a little more, and then she's like, oh. Reminds me of my golf game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I can tell you that for me, being a, around my horse, he he did calm me, and we we were we were best when we were in sync. Is that what it's like for you? Yeah. Okay. Then I get it. Now I get it. Um. So I I understand. Here you are, age thirteen. So that you're, if I do the math right, you have been performing in some form or another for ten years since you were age three. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the occasion that got you started? Um. I mean, 
just when I was in preschool. But did you do it? Did somebody say, hey, don't get on stage, you're assigned this? I mean, I don't really know because I was like three. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just know that a teacher came in, taught us like monologues, improv games and stuff, and I got into it. And, like I started acting and modeling, and then when I got to like kindergarten and first grade, I just wanted to be like everyone else. And like in elementary school, like nobody's different really. It's everybody does the same thing. Everybody Every guy plays sports. Every girl does dancing, singing, or something like that. And it was just, like, really, like, clicks. I don't know. Yeah. But clicks. And I had my click, um, and we all played sports. I liked sports. I was good at them. I just, it wasn't who I am. And then when I got to, like, 6th or 7th grade, I quit sports because I got bored of it and I didn't really care that people played sports and I wasn't going to. I quit and I started acting again and then now I'm here and happy. So Sitting here with me talking about your acting career. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I have to drill down on a couple of things that you said. And I see our friend Kimberly Davis is in the audience. Hi, Kimberly. Thanks for joining us. Um, Craig, thanks for joining us. Um so I got to ask a couple things about what you just said there. So you did sports. Which sports did you do? Um, pretty much all of them. Like, I played soccer. I Soccer was really a big one. That was, like, preschool, like, kicking around a ball and then going out and eating french fries. Then going out and eating french fries? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you said? Okay. You are a kid. All right, good. <laughs> Check. Um, but I played football, flag football, then I went into actual football, and... It just was boring, and I didn't like getting hit and, like, hit on the ground. So I stopped that. I played tennis. I didn't really like that. I swam a little bit. Um, I stopped doing that. I kept going back to swimming, but um, I played basketball. And then I got to lacrosse, and that was really fun. And I was the goalie, which was really fun. But then, like, they always practiced me in goal. So I could never practice my handling to move up to the actual, like, the championship team. I was always stuck on the beginner team. Okay, so what I think is interesting about this, so so be, being on the beginner team, was it important to you to advance or to develop skills? Why like, didn't it work to be on the beginner team? Beginner team was, like, all the people who, like, just started. And, like, everybody who just starts their next year, they go up to a different league. So... Um, every year I was just stuck, like, I'm a, like, 11-year-old in fourth grade, um, level skill. Okay. Gotcha. I got it. And that wouldn't be fun for anybody. Yeah. Okay, the other thing that you said that I think is really interesting, and I'm not, I didn't know this. So you said something about when you're in elementary school, everybody's the same. Is that, do you mean that everybody wants to be the same? Nobody wants to stand out? Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, like, everybody was just... They're like, if you're different, you're kind of just like, you're weird, you're not, like, everybody's going to make fun of you. And that is what happened. I was never like everybody else, no matter what. Everybody always made fun of me. Everybody always bullied me. And I, it like, really got to me. Like, sometimes I just didn't want to go to school because of it. Mm. And it really hurt, like, what they said. And, like, it didn't help that, like, they brought my dad into it. And my dad died when I was nine months old. 
So, like, they brought that in, and it's just like, you never bring a family into it, especially people that are, that are passed away and, like, you never knew them. So... Now I understand why you're such an exceptional young man. This is what you've been through already by age 13. Yeah. I'm starting to get it. Now maybe our listeners are too. Wow. Okay, so you were trying to suppress yourself to be able to fit in, sounds like. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then somewhere in there, you realized maybe two years ago that you didn't want to do that anymore. You said something about being happy now. And what you said something about being comfortable with who you are or something. So what changed? Just really like... When I started acting again, it just, the whole, like, fully caring what other people say. Like, I still care what other people say, but not as much. Like, I know that I'm happy with who I am, and I don't have to fit in. So, are you able to articulate for us? Who are you? If somebody were to say, who's Dalton Craft? What's the I'm answer? I'm loud. Um, I blurt out. I'm weird. You're refreshingly weird. Yes, you yeah. are. You're also articulate. Do you think of yourself as being articulate? Sure. Okay, <laughs> let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I also think that you probably have a strength of character, and I wonder if you draw on that at all in any of your roles. I mean, because all of my roles have been so different from who I am. Not really ever, because the role I just was I was a bully. Wow. Um, another role, I was a donkey. A donkey? Yeah. Donkey. All right, as in <laughs> Shrek donkey. No? no? No, it wasn't Shrek. It was... But, it was Old McDonald's farm. Okay. The of the Obama presidency. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I know why you know a lot about politics. Okay, <laughs> it's making a lot more sense to me. Um, But, one, I was a telegram delivery boy. Um, and I was never really, like, myself as a character. I mean, I still, like, pull some things from, like, being funny, being, like, out there and stuff, but, like, not really my personal self. Do you like that, not being your personal self when you act? Kinda. It's just kind of like being able to be a different person for a long time. And then, like, you go from... Being on stage for like half, like two hours, and then right as the curtain closes, you're yourself again. So it's kind of just like you're one character. It's kind of almost like bipolar character being characters. So it's like your character and then you, your character, you, your character, you, over and over again. Okay, that's fascinating. Here's what I think is fascinating about that. I and Kimberly Davis, my friend who's listening, knows this about me. I don't know how to be anybody but me. I can only be me. That's the only role I know how to play. So <laughs> it would be a really big stretch for me to try to have to be somebody else on stage. I think that's really impressive that you can do that. And that you like it. And that somehow, in doing so, you find yourself. Yeah? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It just kind of helps me, like, so it's just kind of awkward. Like, some of the things I have to do are just so crazy and so, like, nothing I would ever do um, is happening. And it just, like, helps me, like, figure out, like, other little jokes I can make, like, people that won't understand except the people who are in my cast. Like, 
Like, for instance, Phineas and Ferb the Musical. Nobody understood that except everybody in the cast. Okay, so only the cast was laughing, the audience was sitting out there at dead Yeah, camp. like, so one <laughs> one line in the show was, hey, Archie, I have, a, I, um, I have great news. And he said, they're making Phineas and Ferb the Musical. Nobody laughed except the people who knew what their joke was. And the joke was, the um, these three girls, they were riding together, coming to um, a show, and they had an amazing idea to create Phineas and Ferb the musical. They already precast everybody. They had lyrics to songs, they had dance moves, everything. They already planned it all out. <laughs> and that was the joke. Well, no wonder the rest of them didn't get it. Unless they're unless they're of that particular genre, they wouldn't get it, right? Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a short little break here? Because I want to, after we take our break here, I want to get into really your actual performances. All right? So let's do this for the audience here as well. So I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Dalton Kraft, who's age 13. He's an eighth grader at Erickson Middle School in Allen, Texas, where he's also the school mascot. The Blizzard, you called him? Yes. The Blizzard. He started performing when he was just three years old and was a featured performer at a Frisco Rough Riders game. Dalton performs at his school as well as Fun House Theater and Film and North Texas Performing Arts and has already starred in two independent films. We've been talking a bit about just who he is as a kid. He's a normal kid, as you can see. After the break, we're going to get into his actual performances. Stay with us. on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. 
To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my young guest is Dalton Kraft, age 13, who is an eighth grader at Erickson Middle School in Allen, Texas, where he's also the school mascot. He has already identified his chosen career path to become an actor and has spent the last two years working on it, having starred in two independent films, Elsewhere, Texas, and Closer Than a Brother. He and I are together for this conversation in my studio office here in Dallas. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We're also, for the first time, um, we're doing a live stream on Facebook, and it's great to have some folks here in the audience interacting with us and giving their perspectives. There it is. He had to give a nice, you know, face because that's who he is. Anyway, great to have you with us. All right, so Dalton, for this next this next segment, we want to hear about your performances. I think it's okay. pretty remarkable that you've already been in two independent films and you've done many other things on stage as well. So let's talk about which one is your most recent one. My most recent one is 13, and that's the one I was talking about with Phineas and Fred, the musical. Okay. Um, but I played a character, his name was Brett Sampson. He was the middle school bully who was like, who was the coolest kid in the school. Like, everybody liked him. Everyone wanted to be dating him and stuff. Yeah. It would be pretty fun to play a character like that. Yeah? It was fun playing him, yeah. What was it like? What did it feel like? Um, it was, like, kind of just, like... So I sang a song that was... It's called Hey, Kendra. And I'm just, like, really, like, hey. Kind of, like, really... Like, like all cool and Rico Suave. Yeah, like... My two goons are, like, singing and dancing, and I just, like, standing there saying, like, what, basically what they said. And it's just, like, I don't know what they said, but it was, like, a guy named, like, it started with a D, I think. I don't know, but it was this guy, like, I had to be kind of, like, this singer who was, like, Oh, Barry White. Barry, Barry White. White. Okay. Now, this is not at all on the same level, okay? And you're way too young for this. But did you ever watch Happy Days? No. Okay. There was a character named The Fonz. He was not a bully, but he was totally, he always got the girl. He always, he just had to snap his finger and she would come. Was, was it kind of like that? Uh, kind of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, how did you get the part? Um, so... For the audition, since I was a musical I had to sing, and I am not a singer at all whatsoever, so I kind of just remember, memorized it like a monologue and sang it a cappella because it would be easier to than keeping a beat with the music. Um, and then I went to callbacks. I sing a song from the actual musical, which I kind of learned there. Um, and then I had a read lines from it and then like play different characters that I wasn't going for like Evan and at first I wasn't going for Brett but then I realized that Brett's actually kind of funny character do you have an agent how do you learn about these opportunities um, for these um my mom works with the director of 13 and she's on the board for it for like uh, um, theater board 
for I can't speak Fairview Fairview Youth Theater. Um, so like she kind of just gets like the all the show dates and stuff and audition dates, but then like the yeah, um, the short films and stuff. Um, those are from a website that just kind of like emails my mom and says, hey, this could be good for you. And like we see it and then we just send in my resume and headshot. And if they like you, you come in for an audition. If they like you again, you go back to callbacks and stuff. Okay. All right. So here's what I want to emphasize to our listening audience that I think is so awesome. I've done a lot of work over the years helping young people like you find their strengths and helping their families understand what their strengths are so they can support them and help them grow and nurture them into the person that they already are. And it sounds like your mom does that just naturally. How beautiful is it that you have somebody in your life that does that? So what I really love about having you on the show is that you represent this notion of some young person who has identified early on who you are and what makes you happy and what you're good at. And you found a way, and with the help of your mother and other people in your life, to plug into a way to start using that, start performing, start practicing. Do you realize how fortunate you are? I mean, yeah, I'm very thankful for what I have and for my mom, for everything she does. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I just really want to iterate to the, any, any of the parents out there listening. One of the things that I loved about your story is that once your your mom saw what you wanted to do, she just she's rallied and she's found all these resources yeah. to plug into and supported you. And look, here you are, 13 and you've already been in two independent films plus many other things. And I think so you're well on your way to developing yourself into a real full-time actor. I hope so. Do you, what are your plans when you get out of high school? Um, my plans like right now are to, I'm trying to get like actual like movies and like TV shows. And then like if I don't high school and then continue doing that and like do like college classes every now and then like instead of spending all that money and then realizing oh I'm getting a lot of acting jobs so I'm gonna have to leave and like waste a couple thousand dollars on stuff so I may like take break like I may take a year break before I go to college get really into acting get really well known and stuff and then see what happens after that if nothing i'm gonna go to college like do like two week classes every now and then stuff whatever i can do with my time and then continue doing acting and stuff what what are you going to study in college do you know yet um no idea. Okay. Well, that's fair. You're 13. <laughs> totally fair. I I think the fact that you even got that what, plan is amazing. I don't even know what classes they have in high school, so. Right. <laughs> One step at a time, right? Okay. Okay, well, let's go back to your acting. I want to hear about those two independent films that you were in. So the first one, Elsewhere, Texas, it was a feature length, and it was for SMU. And it was shot in Nacogdoches. I was the main character. I was the only kid in it. It is rated R. <laughs> You're smiling when you say that. <laughs> it's a good. It's funny, but like, I got to drive a truck in it. It was really fun driving at midnight, um, at full, like almost full speed. 
Wow. So what's your character? My character, his name was The Kid. A very creative name. (laughs) Um, And his parents and family was killed. And by this one gang. And I'm trying... It's post-apocalyptic. I'm trying to go and get revenge. And I meet this guy named The Stranger. Um, And we're just set out for revenge. And it's just like... The story of how I'm getting to where I am in the place called Elsewhere, Texas, where I do eventually get revenge. Mm. So what was it like to play that role? Um, it was actually really fun, considering it is post-apocalyptic. I was wearing, like, overalls, and it was really dirty. And, like, every night, I felt like the dirtiest person in the world. <laughs> when I took a shower, it felt so good. But then... The next day, I was so happy to get back in the dairy and have more fun. So over what period of time did it take place to do all um, the filming? It took two weeks at first. Then we took a break, then came back, finished, and then now we're in post-production. So, yeah. So is this movie out? Not yet. It'll oh, okay. be out in May. Oh, wow. So we're talking about a movie that hasn't even hit the streets yet. Yeah. This is so fun. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No doubt. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So how did you get, how'd you get that part? Um, through the website and then just memorizing five pages of lines in three 30-minute sessions. And by the third one, I already had it memorized by the... So, at the end of the second, I already had it all memorized. So, basically, an hour, I memorized five pages of lines. Okay, so what's the secret to memorization? Um, I honestly don't know. Um, but I kind of just look at it. I think because, at, like, when I was younger, my mom, before I was able to read, my mom would read a line, I'd repeat it. She'd read the next line, repeat it, put the two lines together. Why would she do that? Because I couldn't read the lines, and I needed help memorizing it. Okay, that's really cool. So it sounds to me like you just have an, you have an ability, a natural ability to do this, yes? Yeah. Okay, so one of the other cool things about the strengths paradigm is that there's that notion in there when you just naturally get something, something just makes sense to you. Everybody else around you is maybe struggling. That's an indication that for you, you've got some strength in that. That's, that's just, it's a solid, natural part of who you are. It sounds like, and here's the really cool thing about that, Dalton. Here you are at age 13, you've already found a way to make that work for you. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. So that's another reason I wanted to have you on the show, because I thought that, again, you could maybe help a few of, not just our, your fellow kid listeners out there, but maybe even a few adults that are out trying to figure out, you know, how do I identify? What should I be doing? I think that's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty fun. And just knowing that you can do it is the main part. But, yeah. What do you mean knowing that you can't do it is the like, main part? Is that you mean by confidence? What do you mean? Yeah, kind of like just, it's kind of like the saying, think the crowd is in their underwear. Like, it's not embarrassing. You're going up there and playing a character. They all know that you're playing a character. They know that's not you. So, like, whatever you do, they're not going to, like, judge you for it. And, like, that's one thing that was, like, kind of awkward for me because I didn't really understand that when I first started. But now I understand, okay, it's fine. I don't really care because it is just a character. I can't do anything that 
would make myself as a person seem like that character hmm. because it is just a character I am I am playing it but I'm not playing it at so you're time. distancing yourself somehow yeah huh I wouldn't expect that that's really interesting it's like almost you you're in the character you're in the role but you can also at the same time ascend from it yeah that's wild yeah okay um, now, what about this other acting you do? You're in a couple of theaters, too, right? Um, yes, in TPA. What's TPA stand for? Um, it's North Texas Performing Arts. Okay. And that's with 13, and then there's coming up callbacks for Antigone. It's a Greek. Antigone. What a cool name. What does that yeah. mean, Antigone? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I just know it was like a person, and it's a play in Greek. Okay, so it's going to be a play on yes, stage? It, yes. Okay, so you can do on stage, film, sing. What else? Uh, the singing part, not really. Uh, do you want to sing at all, or is that I, just something that you just I kind can of... sing if I try. I'm not the greatest singer. So you don't want me to ask you to sing on the air? No. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't. I have had people come on the show and, and sing, and it's been awesome, but we will skip that part. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what else do you do on stage? Um... Just dance, kind of, for the musicals and stuff. Do you like to dance? It's okay. I'm not the best at it, but I kind of like it. It's fun when it's, like, fun dance moves. Thank you, Reagan. My choreographer for 13 was awesome by making the choreograph, the choreography fun. And how did he make it fun? She was, like... She, sorry. Oh, it's... Um, she just kind of knew like our personalities because she almost knew, she pretty much knew all of us and she knew everybody and it, like including the show because it is about 13 year olds and we were mo- all of us were mainly 13 there was like 14 16 and 17 but 117 116 but like other than that it was just knowing 13 year olds and how to make dancing fun for them so she connected with her her people essentially yeah so this is like leadership 101 right you know that right in in organizations to be able to really understand how to motivate people and get them to perform at their best what we need to do is learn learn who they are what what makes their heart beat what makes them laugh yeah yeah she sounds like she did that really well yeah that's awesome um you said something else in there that I was going to go down uh, down the path of, and I completely just lost it for just a second. Um, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So before we got on the air, I was asking you if you liked the, the, the TV show on Netflix, Glee, and you said oh, you yeah. did, yeah? My daughter has, has turned me on to this, and I love it. Do you, do you love it? Do you like it? I not, like, it's not my favorite show. My favorite show is The Fosters, but that's a totally different topic. But Glee... I really like because it does have a mix of pop, rock, and show tunes. Mm -hmm. So I can, like, learn a lot of show tunes from Glee. And then I could learn how to sing them from Glee and then go and use them for an audition. So So just between you and me, do you ever do that? Do you ever go out to Um, to actually go and, and learn on Glee and then use it when you go to do your... I haven't yet because I just I just started watching it again 
because I watched it like every now and then with my mom, like one episode. Um, I'm on season one, episode like 18, and my mom's mad at me because I won't watch it with her. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, it's time for us to go on a quick break. Hold that thought, all right? I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We were on the air with Dalton Kraft, who is 13 years old and wise beyond his years. He's an eighth grader at Erickson Middle School in Allen, Texas, where he is also the school mascot. He started performing when he was just three years old and was a featured performer at a Frisco Rough Riders game. Dalton performs at his school as well as Funhouse Theater and Film and North Texas Performing Arts and has already starred in two independent films. We've been talking a little bit about his performances, how he got them, how he prepares. After the break, we'll, we'll learn more about some of the other ways that he f- keeps himself grounded and does his works on his studies and keeps himself on track to stay in school. Stay with us. on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Dalton Kraft, age 13, who is an 8th grader at Erickson Middle School in Allen, Texas, where he's also the school mascot. He has already identified his chosen career path to become an actor and has spent the last two years working on it, having starred in two independent films, 
elsewhere Texas and closer than a brother. He and I are together for this conversation in my studio office here in Dallas. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Before the break, we were talking about some of your performances here, and I had a few questions I wanted to ask you about just how it is that you've become the person that you are. But before we get there, there are a couple of comments here on the Facebook live stream that I want to go ahead and have us talk about. The first one is from um, my friend and colleague, Craig Carter. He is asking, what do you recommend other kids do to break into acting? Um, just join a local theater group. Like, that's really how I started. I just joined a local theater group, got friends there. They, like, said, hey, you should try, you should audition for this. And I did, and I got the part. So just... Join your local theater group, make friends, and you'll be pretty much set. Unless you don't have any talent. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then you're in big trouble. That'd be me. Uh, The other thing I want to chime into that is that what one of the things that I tell my students that I teach at Southern Methodist University is that work is a, a socialization process. So that means that if you identify where you want to go and then you socialize with the people who are doing that kind of work, right? Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Cool. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, not really. Oh, just be professional. Don't talk bad about people because one of, like, my director said, your mic is always hot. Even if you don't have a mic on, somebody will always hear it. And someone, like, even if it's your best friend, they could always go and tell the director and then you could never get a, another role again because you are rude to people. So just be professional and You'll be fine. Mind your manners, essentially, yeah. huh? Okay. Behave yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to also acknowledge my my friend, Ankel Navarrete. He's got, he said that his son, Devren, if I can read that right, Matias. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Young Eyes? Young yeah. Eyes, is that right? Okay, good. Um, he's 13 years old, and he thinks you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So, Feel free, uh, Facebook folks, to weigh in with any other questions you want to ask this young man. You can see he's he can think on his feet. So if you got anything you want to ask him, now is the time. But while you're working on that, I've got a couple questions myself. So when I met you, I you really did strike me as this very grounded, intelligent, mature young man. And then you just popped right into this adult conversation. I don't know if you knew what you were getting yourself into mm-hmm. that morning. Okay, you just showed up for your shadowing session, and here you go. Um, so I want to understand kind of what the world looks like from your eyes. Let's And just look at, first, I'll let you answer that question. What does the world look like from your eyes? Then I want to hear about it from the school vantage point. Okay, so from my eyes, it's kind of just like this big... Personally, I sometimes feel like everyone's out to get me. Hmm. But then I realize that's not true whatsoever. You may have people that don't like you, but somebody is always there for you and has your back and it helps because acting is the place I can be myself and that's like the only place I can like at school I have to be a totally different person like I said in that conversation I have to like at school I have to be introvert where naturally I'm an extrovert so yeah so I want to hear what it's like for you when you have to suppress that personality of yours. What's that feel like when you can't be you? It's just kind of like frustrating because people don't understand really who I am other than 
of my friends who have been like my friends since when I was a baby. Um, like they understand, okay, this guy is not introvert. He's not calm. He's not who people think he is from school. Like my band teacher, cause I had to do band, like I had to do like choir and, um, choir orchestra band I chose band and because I was being myself he called me blurt called you what blurt because blurt yeah okay I always blurt out and that was it was okay I don't I didn't really care because it was a teacher who's making a joke but it was just like frustrating because people realized that and then made fun of me because I did and I was being myself. Okay, so this is interesting. I'm putting together a couple dots here. So when you said before that sometimes the world occurs for you that people are out to get you, is it fair to say that some of that is informed because you have been picked on a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I get it. I think it's wonderful that you've been able to balance that world perspective by also realizing that there are people out there that totally support you. And if you if if you if you can understand how much that's probably saved you, that you can balance those things, it's really remarkable. Yeah, cool. Well, how does you mentioned school? So I I know you like English, and that's that's a big part of what you're focused on, and that that fits beautifully for what you want to do. Um, what's school like? We have a, a a way of talking about things, and like how does school occur for you? It's just, like I said, go to school, be an introvert, be calm. Okay, that's that. And then go through the normal schedule. But then I realize that's not who I am, like, middle of the day. And then I start being myself. And then I'm a totally different person. And I get in trouble sometimes because I'm loud. I don't care what people think. And I get in trouble because of that. And I still don't care because it's who I am. Okay, now I'm putting putting together another couple of dots here. So when I experienced you, I think I was experiencing who you are because you were very talkative. You were when we were doing the session. This is a leadership session, and I'm introducing a, a thought or a concept, and then I go to the audience and say your thoughts about that. What do you think? You're the first one with your hand up. So I think how I experienced you that day is probably just who you are. Yeah. That's probably why we connected the way that we did. Is that fair? Yeah. How did you feel in that session? Um, I felt just part of the group. I mean, that's really it. I just felt like part of the group, and I didn't feel, like, zoned out because I am 13. Like, I was expecting, like, my, like because I am 13, with a bunch of professional people in that room getting leadership, um, like, sessions and stuff. I felt like I was just going to be listening and not, like, like cooperating in it. And then I did cooperate through the whole thing, and I was really surprised but happy at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. You really, really held your own and then some. You actually, in many ways, Dalton, you advanced the conversation in many ways with the way that you ask a question or whether you weighed in on the content. So here's a great takeaway from that. When you're being, when you can be you, the world gets this really amazing young human being. And I hope so. I try. I want to see more of it. Okay, we got to find more ways to activate that. 
And if acting does that for you, I'm in. I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm your cheerleader, okay? <laughs> um, all right. So I, another thing I wanted to ask you is, do your friends, since you figured out what you wanted, so the, the phrase is, you figured out what you want to be when you grow up. Do your friends ask you for advice about what they should study or what they maybe should do for um, work? Not really, because they all really just want to be, like, they're all, like, they're sports, like my main friends. And then I have friends that aren't sports whatsoever. They're, like, the total opposite of my friends from elementary school. And then those people I can really be myself around, whereas my friends, because we are, we have been friends for so long, we can make fun of each other. Mm-hmm. And because I am so different, I'm an easy target. But I don't really care because I know it's a joke. They're joking around. They do, they do have my back in the long run. Like this one guy, he really hated me. He really bullied me. And one time he said something to me in front of my whole friend group at lunch, and I looked at him and. I was like about to punch him and my friends were just like don't do it sit down and then they're like bro that just went too far and stuff to him and I'm like okay so they do have my back in a little bit awesome I'm so glad that you can see that that perspective is going to help you so much in life Dalton do you know that it's cool um Oh, I've got another another question here from Craig Carter. Describe how being a mascot connects with your passion in acting. Great question, Craig. So, it's it's just really like because you are a mascot, you don't you are just acting. So, um, you're just acting crazy. You're acting totally different than out of the costume like when you're out of the costume at a game like at a football game you have to be kind of just like okay so I know I'm really sweaty I know I'm really like furry because the costume's really furry um so I just have to be like still mascot out of the costume so it's just really just acting in a costume like if you ever see Mickey Mouse like on ice or something like Disney on ice they're acting in a costume it's like they're being a mascot so you're being blizzard yeah okay do you know that i love oreo cookie blizzards i know that's not the same thing <laughs> but i love them my favorite that's so so dairy queen all the way um need to come to ta- come to town though instead of i have to go so far out of town to get my blizzard that's okay um all right another thing along those lines since craig's kind of talking about he's trying to get you to connect your passion for these various things that you're doing here i i also want to be able to let listeners enjoy your vantage point so when you think about the fact that you're 13 years old you're already established in your desired field of work what perspective or advice can you offer to young listeners tuning in who are not sure what to study if they, or if they should go to college at all or what kind of work they should do? So just study something you like and you love and you want to do. Like for me, acting's that. Like if you like sports, do sports because you like it. If you like singing, sing. It Like don't care about what other people think other people think and just do what you want to do and then about the college thing you really just 
try. I say just try, but people, like, find out college isn't for them. Just, if it's not for you, don't do it because you're not going to have fun doing it. College, I get school. Nobody likes really going to school. What? I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you're, like, college, it's supposed to, like, you're supposed to learn, but you're supposed to have fun at the same time. If you don't, if college isn't for you, you're not going to have fun, and you're not going to learn at the same time. So, it's basically a lose-lose, and then if you do enjoy it, it's a win-win. So. Okay. So, what I'm hearing is that you're really wanting people to figure out, somehow find a way to connect with what they really, really like and build around that. Yeah. Okay, that works for me. So many people, I remember when my daughter was young, um, her dad said she can be she could be anything as long as she's an accountant or a financial or an investment banker. And I was like, hmm, have you met the kid? I don't think that's going to work. So she actually wants to be a chef currently. So big, big difference. I like those words of advice. And what I really also got from it too, Dalton, is just the notion of really leaning into your passion and just being able to tune out the voices that make fun of you for being different than the mainstream. Oh, also most likely. The, so you know how like there's the joke like, oh, when you're a little kid, you want to be everything. Most of the things you say you want to be when you're a little kid are is nothing like what you're actually going to do when you grow up. Like for me, when I was like in elementary school, I thought I was going to play sports my whole life. I'm an actor now. Great way to finish, Dalton. I really am so pleased that you agreed to come on the show. I dangled this out here and I gave you my card. didn't know what you were going to say. So thank you for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. So um, I I think that if you want to find this young man, why don't you reach out to me at EliseCortez.com um, and I'll find a way to connect you with his, with he and his, his mom. Um, great, passionate young man about his work already and a great example of really being grounded in sticking with what you want to do. So great stuff. Next week, we will be on the air with Paola Sabini, who is a senior executive and pioneer in transforming and innovating in organizations under tremendous scrutiny. She will share some of her past experiences accomplishing the impossible and the lessons she learned about leadership along the way. See you next week. Remember that work is one third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.